0: This is the Side Hustle Show with Nick Loper, episode 15. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show, where aspiring part-time entrepreneurs learn how to turn their side hustle dreams into reality. Because your nine to five may make you a living, but your five to nine makes you alive. And now, your host, Nick Loper. Hey everybody, Nick Loper here. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show. This is episode 15, and I've got to warn you, it's a good one. John Dumas is here from Entrepreneur on Fire, and we're going to talk all about podcasting as a side hustle business. Um, and before we get into it, um, because I know there's going to be some pushback on this, I want to share a little bit about my journey as a podcaster, even though it's been just a few months. So when I started, I didn't really know what to expect. Um, but the performance and the reach has just been unbelievable so far, um, and my numbers are a tiny fraction of what John's doing. I've had the opportunity to talk to thousands of people I never otherwise would have through the show, and I'm really, really grateful for that amazing new exposure uh, for my work and, and just the opportunity that podcasting has presented. Uh, each week, I'm getting messages from listeners. Um, and it's just an awesome feeling. I, I highly recommend it, even though it takes some time uh, to produce and uh, and there hasn't been any income from it uh, just yet. But um, I know the, the monetization uh, or the income potential is definitely at the top of everyone's mind. So we, we're going to talk about that in detail uh, with John during the interview. But I mean, I've just, I've just had the chance uh, to meet some amazing and inspiring entrepreneurs um, and help share their story with Side Hustle Nation. And like I detailed in my blog post earlier this week, the show costs less than a hundred dollars to to start, and so it's just um, it's just an investment in my brand. I couldn't be uh, more excited with with how it's gone, and on top of that, it's just been a ton of fun uh, to get it going so far. So, with that, let's uh, let's get John on the line. All right, on behalf of Side Hustle Nation, it's my privilege to welcome John Dumas to the show, and I'm going to steal from him for one second. John, are you ready to ignite? Nick,
1: I am on fire.
0: Yeah, I had a feeling you were going to say that. (laughs) All right. John is the hardest working man in radio as the host of Entrepreneur on Fire. This guy puts out a new podcast episode every single day, seven days a week, with some of the biggest names in the entrepreneurial world. We're talking people like Seth Godin, Tim Ferriss, Gary Vaynerchuk, and hundreds more. If you're not familiar with the show, if you've been living under a rock or something, you owe it to yourself to, to check it out. Uh, so John and I met briefly at the World Domination Summit, and he's doing some serious world domination of his own. Entrepreneur on Fire is heard by listeners in 145 countries around the world. John is on a mission to inspire millions, and he's completely crushing it with sponsorship dollars, book sales, and now a private mastermind community. He's pumping massive value out into the world and getting paid back handsomely to the tune of 18k a month, and it continues to grow. But a little over a year ago, it was all just an idea. We're going to learn about John's journey and see if podcasting might be a worthwhile side hustle business for you. So, John, let's kick things off with the two-minute version of what led to this point, how you got here, and what made you want to start a podcast in the first place.
1: Well, wow, you're giving me two minutes because I'll tell you, I can say a lot in two minutes. <laughs> uh, I grew up in the state of Maine, Nick. Uh, I was born and raised in southern Maine specifically. Went to college on an ROTC scholarship, meaning that the Army paid for me to go to college. And that sounds pretty sweet, right? But you do owe them a little <laughs> something after that. I had to spend no, four no years. attached, right? <laughs> active duty and then four years in the reserves. And I did graduate and was commissioned as a, as a second lieutenant in 2002, May specifically. And for everybody out there, I'm sure we all remember 9-11 of 2001. So I was actually the first class to be commissioned post-9-11. So we all knew that as Army officers that we were about to have a pretty serious tour of duty, so to speak. And sure enough, less than a year later, I was in Iraq. I spent 13 months in Fallujah, Aramadi, Habania as an armor tank platoon leader, which basically means four tanks, 16 men under my commands. Let's go knock some buildings down. And that was my life for over a year. But then I got back, I wound down my active duty army experience, tried a bunch of different things in the real world, law school, commercial real estate, residential real estate, corporate finance. I tried a tech startup in New York City, all a lot of fun. But finally, 2012, After trying all these things and not resonating with any of them, Entrepreneur on Fire, that aha moment happened to me while I was in a car. I decided to launch this podcast seven days a week about 13 months ago, and I actually specifically launched the podcast first episode live on September 20th. So we're at about month 10 right now.
0: Wow. So what what particularly got you excited about this publishing medium?
1: Well, first off, I want to say that was two minutes and five seconds. So, oh, good timing! I, even, I wasn't
0: even timing it. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: I always loved podcasts, Nick, because I loved the on-demand, the free, the targeted, the passionate content that you could get whenever you wanted to, whether you were in a car, then you can press pause, and you can go on a jog and pick it right back up, then you can hit the gym or go walk the dog or be folding your laundry, and it's always on-demand. And with smartphones, it's literally always in your pocket. The last place you left off, you can go for it. So I became addicted to podcasts. I couldn't be in traffic rush hour in the morning by myself without podcasts because it just made life so bearable and it made life without podcasts so unbearable when it did happen. It was like, I, didn't, I did not mind rush hour traffic at all. Sometimes I actually preferred it because I got to listen to more podcasts. And when I ran out, I said, whoa, there's other people out there like me who listen to podcasts every day when they drive to work, then when they hit the gym, when they go for runs, what have you. And they must be running out of content, too, because everybody's only producing a once-a-week podcast. Where's that daily podcast? Guilty. Said, guilty. <laughs> yeah. I said, you know what? I'm not going to be that one that just, that just person that just complains about it. I'm going to do something. I'm going to be an entrepreneur, and I'm going to fill that niche. I'm going to fill that void. So that's where the idea was born, Nick. And I went out. The first thing that I did, the best thing that I did was I hired a coach, a mentor, Jamie Tardy, the eventual millionaire. Okay. And she took me down that
0: road. Very good. So there's a little bit of investment um, in the uh, coaching.
1: Well, let's be transparent here. I mean, I'm all about transparency. I'm all about sharing numbers, sharing everything, monetization, costs, what have you. Okay. So Jamie Tardy was $1,000 a month. She was not cheap as a coach. Um, She came with a lot of skills. She was a very busy person. So her time was valuable. I was willing to invest in myself and pay for that. And within the first week of hiring her as a mentor, that came back in spades, Nick, because I was a zero in the online presence world. I had zero online presence. But Jamie said, John, you're coming to New York City. We're going to Blog World. I'm keynote speaking. I'll introduce you to everybody. So we went down to Blog World, New York City. She introduced me. She she was keynoting, so after the keynote, the speakers went out to a nice dinner and drinks, and I was tagging along because I was her student, her little mentee. Wow! And I got to shake hands with Pat Flynn, with Derek Halpern, with Amy Porterfield, with Cliff Ravenscraft and, and got to meet these people and really integrate myself with them and share with them what I was about to do, the podcast that I was about to launch, and got my first couple of yeses from that experience. So then I could go home, Nick, during my summer of fire during 2012 <laughs> and just put my head down and learn all about podcasting, number one, but number two, a lot of guests lined up. And I got 40 guests lined up over that summer. And it was very easy to do because of the social proof that I had. Because these people saw that Amy Porterfield had already said yes. Pat Flynn had already said yes. So why wouldn't they be saying yes as well? And so that led me down the road of being able to line up 40 interviews for my launch date of September 20th.
0: That's awesome. So a little bit of investment up front, but it paid back in terms of all these connections and being able to launch the show with some pretty big names. 100x Did you know that roughly half of Side Hustle Nation hasn't started their side hustle yet? If that's you, I get it. Starting and building a business is tough. It takes more than just an idea. There are tons of moving parts, and it's a bit like trying to assemble your airplane in the middle of takeoff. Thankfully, our sponsor, Taylor Brands, is helping Side Hustle Show listeners make that leap and make it all a lot easier. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, making sure you have everything you need all in one place. Think of it like your behind-the-scenes partner for things like LLC formation, licenses and permits, getting an EIN, setting up your business bank account, bookkeeping and invoicing, insurance, logos, trademark protection, and a lot more. Taylor Brands helps you handle it all seamlessly. And to get you started, Side Hustle Show listeners get 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans when you use our link. That's taylorbrands.com slash side hustle. Taylor Brands, like a tailor for your clothes. T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash side hustle. Start your business journey today with the help of Taylor Brands. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search and hit the ground running with your new hire. But what if you could get rid of the search part and just get matched with qualified candidates? Well, now you can with our sponsor, Indeed. It's simple. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. uh, pushback on podcasting is that it's free. And so there's a myth that there's no money in it, um, which you've definitely proved wrong. Um, so let's talk about how a show can be monetized, how a free show can be monetized.
1: So I really do think that that is one of the reasons why this niche was and still to this day is so wide open because people do not see the monetization path with podcasting, but that's because they're not looking at it the right way. No, you don't get any money when people download your podcast because it's free. But when you provide high quality content consistently, you're going to build a massive audience. The month of July 2013... Entrepreneur on Fire broke 300,000 unique downloads for the month of July. Wow, congratulations. That number, thank you. That number is continuing to grow. It's continuing to snowball as more people find out about the show, start to resonate with it, and start to listen and become fans of it. And again, my business model works as well because every single day, a new interview goes live with a great entrepreneur who's sharing that on, that interview with their audience. And that audience is being exposed to Entrepreneur on Fire for the first time, and many of them are becoming fans as well. So it's a great cycle and a great business um, mentality that I've moved going forward. So monetization came at the point where I reached my quote-unquote tipping point, or where Seth Godin likes to say that critical mass. And for me, that was back in March of 2013. Okay. I started being approached by some really big sponsors, Audible, LegalZoom, Squarespace, they wanted to get in front of my audience. They saw that I was ranked very highly in iTunes and they wanted to get in front of my listeners. So, you know, we talked, I figured out what the industry standards were. At that time, at those numbers for me, it came out to about $250 per episode per sponsor. And I had two sponsors per episode. So I signed them up for all of Q2. At $250 per episode. And again, having two sponsors made it a total for me of $500 per episode. You multiply that by 30, that was $15K. Yeah, doing pretty so, good. <laughs> yeah, not complaining. And that's just sponsorships. And then fast forward to Q3, you know, my numbers are much bigger. So every single month, those numbers were being bumped up to whereas now, I'm getting over 21K at 100% sold out for sponsorships. And I typically go between 85 to 95%. If I did max out at 100%, meeting two sponsors every single episode, that potential revenue is $21,000. So I'm just a little bit below that. And that's a number that continues to grow as my audience grows. And there's definitely other ways to monetize as well, Nick. We can get into that at your leisure, but um, that's just one major way that I did. Once I reach that critical mass.
0: Okay. So you think about it, it's, it's kind of the same model that traditional radio has been using to, to give content away for free for, for 100 years. Absolutely. But um, in many ways, it's a factor of the size of the audience, right? So you say you're getting a particular um, sponsorship rate f- per X number of downloads, right? Yes. Okay. And wh- what is that rate?
1: So this is something I'd be more than happy to send to you, Nick. You can put it on the show notes page because there will be a lot of numbers coming out of my mouth right now. But my my rate chart kind of does just lay it out. So anybody that wants to check it out on Nick's show notes page, tune in after the episode or just go to whatever domain that he wants to uh, toss this on. But, Nick, what it is is it's pretty much a pre-roll and a mid-roll for all sponsors. And what a pre-roll is is 15 seconds at the top of the show. That's when you'll hear me go – Hey guys! Another episode of Montreal on Fire. I want to thank our sponsor Audible. Audible will give you a free audiobook if you go to audiblepodcast.com/fire. Go check out the book by Seth Godin, uh, the Icarus Deception. It's awesome. Okay, on to the show. Like, there's a 15 second little clip for the spot for audible my sponsor okay and then at some point during the middle of the show i'll cut in with a 60 second what's called mid-roll and that's when i go a little more in depth maybe say you know audible has a vast collection and different genres and they have business but they also have self-help and they also have fiction xyz and that and that goes for exactly 60 seconds because again we can time out exactly by words how long it takes me to say that particular sponsor but the beautiful thing is Nick is it's in my own words it's in my own personality they send me talking points and I craft it however I want to so it seems natural in the show and it's not annoying to the listeners like they're not cutting in you know and now a commercial break like there's no commercial break like it's just natural as part of the flow it's a service that's very great for all entrepreneurs I mean anybody could use some free audiobooks in you know, Napoleon Hills—they can grow rich. I mean, anything along those lines—it's a great service. Same with LegalZoom, same with 99 Designs. If you need a design, all of these sponsors that I have are targeted for entrepreneurs to help entrepreneurs. And if you use the code Fire, then you're getting an added benefit for using that as well.
0: Right. It's so, a—it's uh, a perfect fit for your audience. It's not like some, you know, random commercial for you know company XYZ. It's like legitimate stuff that would be helpful to. Uh, entrepreneur, this specific uh, like Audible, right? It's like somebody who's already consuming audio content. So it's perfect.
1: Absolutely. And Nick, do you have access to a calculator right now? Uh, yeah. Okay, pull one out. And as I'm talking, give us some numbers because I'm just going to be kind of focused on exactly what I'm talking about. But this is where I'll break down what you actually get sponsorship wise, what the industry standard is. Now, I do want to make the point. This is the wild west. I mean, you can negotiate whatever you want. You can go higher. You can go lower. You can go flat rates. But this is pretty much what the big boys are going to expect if you approach them or if they approach you. So for those pre-rolls that I was talking about, $18 per 1,000. So Entrepreneur on Fire for the beginning of Q3 was averaging 8,000 downloads per episode. So do uh, do 18 times 8. For the mid-roll you get $25 for every 1,000 downloads. So do 25 times 8. Add those two numbers together, and what do you have?
0: All right, so I've got 144 plus 200. That
1: doesn't sound right. Yeah, it is right. Okay. So that's $344 per episode. Multiply that by 2. Okay. What is the answer? 688 and then that is what Entrepreneur and Fire gets for July of Q3 per episode. Now multiply that number by 30.
0: Yeah, and there's your, there's your $20,000.
1: And that's where the total number comes from. Now for August, because we were featured on the iTunes homepage, we busted through that average 8,000 download mark, and we're more like 10,000 downloads per episode. Wow. So you can see where that number is going to increase even higher than that for August, September, and hopefully onwards. And so that is pretty much how it's broken down. So you can kind of figure out, you know, hey, I have 1,000 downloads per episode. And then that, you know, your number will then be like $45 per episode um, for one sponsor or $90 for two. Okay.
0: so even That's yeah, much, even if it doesn't scale quite, you know, on the seven days a week and the eight thousand downloads, um, there's still uh, an opportunity there for for a smaller show.
1: Yeah, and pot and the sponsorships love smaller shows because they're paying proportionately. They're not paying a flat rate if you go about it this way. So they're gonna, I mean, they're paying big bucks to get on Entrepreneur on Fire to get in front of a big audience, but they just they're just as happy paying a lot smaller bucks to get in front of a lot smaller audience. Because they're going to get as much value for the dollar by doing that.
0: Okay. So how do you go about So originally you said the sponsors uh, approached you. But if you were to go out and pitch uh, a company on your own, what would, how would you go about doing that?
1: Well, and I did do that. And I had done that a bunch. So I had a couple of sponsors approach me. And then once I was able to get them and lock them down for social proof, and I'm not saying people need to wait for sponsors to approach them. You should go out after. But that's just how it happened for me. As they approached me, I locked them down, and then I was like, okay, well, now that I have a couple big-name sponsors like LegalZoom and Audible sponsoring my show, let me go out into the business wor- business podcast section world, and even the comedy or whatever, and just see who's sponsoring podcasts, and okay. that's when I saw like Hulu was, and Stamps.com, and Squarespace, and eVoice, and so then I started reaching out to ones that I thought were really relevant, like 99designs, like Squarespace, and saying, hey, I see that you guys sponsor X- XYZ, this is my podcast. This is how many downloads that I I have. And I'd love to uh, have a conversation. And somebody at that company would contact me. We'd have a nice chat. And nine times out of 10, um, well, I guess it's better to say 90% of the time, we decided it was a good fit and they would become sponsors. It was really that easy. And to really do that, you just go to any of these companies' homepages and you scroll to the very, very bottom and you see either like the affiliate or the partner with us or work with us, anything along those lines, that's the section of people that they do strategic partnerships with. And so you find that area of the company, and you can start up that conversation. Okay, okay.
0: So let's talk about, so that we covered sponsorships, and that's, you know, some pretty exciting stuff, but driven kind of on the size of the audience. So let's talk about what else you're doing. So you've got a, a book out on Kindle on creating a podcast?
1: Yeah, so basically, again, that's just come, coming was coming down to me getting the same question over and over again from my listeners saying, "John, love your podcast. How can I create my own podcast in my niche?" And of course, I can't answer those questions one <laughs> off, but I can write a book. So I sat down one weekend, and that's literally what it was. It was two eight-hour days. I wrote a thirty-thousand-word uh, book wow. and published it to Amazon. Um, and it comes with fifteen video tutorials. It's called Podcast Launch. A step by step guide to launch your podcast. It's $5. And it immediately went to number one in the business section for iTunes. I mean, sorry, in the, in the, um, for the, it went to number one in Amazon keyword podcasting. And it stayed there since. Now it has over 125 star reviews and continues to really build my brand awareness quite well on a
0: daily basis. Right. And you're getting now outside of iTunes and outside of your own site, it's like now you're, you know, uh, taking over Amazon as well.
1: Yes, the be everywhere approach by Pat Flynn. Love it. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and then uh, then the latest venture is Fire Nation Elite. Can you tell us a little bit about that and how that's working for you?
1: Yeah, and I think this is something that's great for your listeners to really kind of chomp down on. Is that you know once you do have an audience of some size, you're going to start getting people emailing you. Like Nick, I'm sure you've had emails about your podcast and about your business, and you listen to those emails and you see themes develop. And one theme that was developing from my emails was John love the podcast, but there's nobody around me. There's no peers, no friends that understand what it is to be an entrepreneur. I feel like I'm all alone. It's scary. I have no support. And I said, you know what? That's so true. I was in the exact same situation when I launched. I had no support group. I wish I had. I had a coach. That was huge. But I had no support group, and that's something I really feel like I missed. So that's why I developed Fire Nation Elite, or that's why I launched it, and it's a mastermind, some membership mastermind. It costs uh, $100 per month to be a part of, and that mastermind is literally just this great group of right now 61 people who are just totally engaged, totally energized, helping each other. We have monthly webinars. We have an annual meetup in San Diego. We have a private Facebook group that's just hopping with incredible tips, tricks, questions, answers, calls to action. We had a guy that just launched a podcast. Guess what? He woke up the next day with 60 ratings and reviews (laughs) because he's part of Fire Nation Elite. And that's what we do. We support each other when we have launches, when we have questions. That's what this mastermind does. We have your back and you have our back. It's a two way street. So Fire Nation Elite is all about that support. Again, so there's 61 people, pretty easy math. That's bringing in over six thousand dollars in monthly recurring revenue for me as well. Yeah, that's a so nice that's little na- business
0: uh, all in itself.
1: All in itself, you know. I mean, it's getting close. It's getting pretty close to becoming a six-figure business all by itself, and because that is growing every single day. I have over two hundred applications for the masterminds, but the reason why I'm not opening the floodgates, Nick, is because. I have committed to talking to each and every applicant one-on-one. We have a 15-minute phone conversation. We talk about why they want to be part of the mastermind, what the mastermind is going to be about, and we decide together if they're the right fit. And if they are the right fit, then I invite them in. And they come in on a one-by-one basis because every single person within the Fire Nation Elite has their own spotlighted introduction day. Only one person can come into Fire Nation Elite every single day. And so that's their day to be introduced to the group. Everybody says hi. and It's a great interactions that are going on. Okay. okay. So that is something that that's why it's been growing so, so well, so organically, but at the same time, so slowly, because I want to grow it the right way.
0: It's my passion. It's my baby of sorts. (laughs) And I'm having a lot of fun with it. I really love that idea because listening to a podcast, right? You're, you're alone in your car or you're alone. Uh walking the dog, it's very much an individual experience, but it would be awesome for for Fire Nation, for Side Hustle Nation to be able to interact with the other listeners. That makes total sense. I really love that idea.
1: Yeah, it makes total sense. And I mean Like, Nick, you're doing a great job with Side Hustle Nation. I mean, you're ranking really well on iTunes. And, you know, and you're, you're, you know, we mentioned before the show that, you know, you're about to drop off. I mean, you're about to drop off that iTunes New and Noteworthy, which is a tough place to be. Yeah. Like, how many (laughs) ratings and reviews do you have for your podcast?
0: Uh, I think 12 or 13 at this point.
1: All right. Side Hustle Nation, man. Let's get going. (laughs) Support Nick. He needs these ratings and reviews to get up there in the iTunes ranking so people can start finding him organically after he's on the New and Noteworthy. I mean, if he was in, Fire Nation Elite, he'd have at least 70 right now, but I mean, (laughs) Side Hustle Nation, let's get going.
0: There it is. There it is. So um, you bring up a good point. What should I do or what should other people do after their two month, uh, you know, kind of free window in new and noteworthy is, uh, is up? Like, what did you do to kind of keep the momentum alive?
1: So for me my momentum alive was pretty simple because I just had a new inspiring successful entrepreneur every single day that had a massive audience. So when that interview went live every single morning, my first email was to them saying, "Hey, I would love if you shared your amazing journey with your awesome audience." And so 7 days a week that's continuing to happen to happen at Entrepreneur on Fire. So when this episode goes live, Nick, you reach out to me. I know you will. You're a smart guy. And you say, John, here's the link to the show. I would love if you shared it. And I will absolutely share this with Fire Nation because it's a great show. You're a great host. And I'm sharing a different side of myself that I don't typically get to share on Entrepreneur Fire as when I'm the host. And you know, to that point, you know, about ratings and reviews. I mean, that is really key. That's something you have to work on, even more so when you're off the new and noteworthy, when you get that email, when you get that tweet from somebody, don't ask for it on the actual podcast. People are running. They're in the car. They can't give you a reading review. And they're not going to because it's not top of mind. But if you respond via email when they send, hey, Nick, love the show, Thanks, Joe. If you wouldn't mind, here's a link to you can give me a five-star rating review to prove it. Boom. (laughs) They will love to do that because they already are taking the time to thank you for the show. They're sitting there in front of their computer. Of course, they're going to take that next step. I have 568 five-star reviews because every single time I get an email like that, I respond back saying, thank you so much for those kind words. Yes, you can, in fact, help me. I would love if you left a five star rating and review because they're always saying, What can I do to repay you? Yeah, that's and awesome. You know, that's all I ask. And I do the same thing on Twitter. I respond back in, on Twitter with that, same, with that same question, with that same thank you, saying, Thank you so much. I'm really glad you enjoyed the episode. Here's the link to iTunes if you want to leave a five star review. And that's gotten me now
0: 568 five star ratings. That's awesome. So if you're curious about hosting on Airbnb, find out how much your space could be worth by visiting airbnb.com slash host. Once again, that's airbnb.com slash host. So let's talk about the time commitment to produce a podcast. So I've, um, you know, it's it's a really inexpensive, um, you know, project to start. I got started for less than a hundred bucks, but the biggest expense is just time. It takes me probably three or four hours to you know, set up an interview, record it, uh, edit it afterwards and put all the notes together. And so how are, you, how are you finding the time to do this like every single day or, you know, what kind of systems do you have in place to make that happen?
1: Well, this might make you feel a little bad once I explain to you exactly how I do it because <laughs> I do eight interviews every single Monday, Nick. Every single Monday, I'm doing eight interviews. I'm starting at 8 a.m., and I'm doing an interview every hour until I'm done. Yeah, and I then would lose I edit, my voice. <laughs> then I edit the interviews, and then I go to bed that night exhausted, but I wake up Tuesday morning done my entire week's worth of interviews in one day and wow. give me the rest of the week to focus on other things, to do interviews like this, to interact with Fire Nation Elite, to create products and services. So it's all about batching tasks will expand to the time that you allot them. If I allotted 3 days to do 8 interviews, it would take me 3 days, but I only allot one day to do them. So if you only allotted one day to knock out four interviews, you'd be
0: done for the month. That's true. Maybe I should do that instead.
1: <laughs> Maybe possibly, definitely.
0: <laughs> okay. So what's uh you know so you got the the sponsorships going, the elite mastermind going. So what's next for Fire Nation?
1: Wow. So, Fire Nation is just ever-consuming, ever-hungry. It's like that baby that just keeps eating and eating and eating. And I mean, the more content I produce, it seems like the more content that my audience loves to consume. We've come out with a daily blog now on entrepreneuronfire.com. We have that daily podcast. We have another podcast called the Entrepreneur on Fire audio blog, which is just an audio version of that daily blog. We have Fire Nation Elite. Um, I'm creating a product called Six Figure Podcasting, which Shows how I turn entrepreneur fire into a six figure business in six months. So we have a lot of really cool things going on. But you know, the most important thing that I'm doing is continuing to listen to my audience, to listen to them on a daily basis, just to make sure that I'm always creating content that they
0: want, know, and need. Very good. So aside from your book, what are the you know what are the best resources for someone who wants to start a show of their own?
1: So, Cliff Ravenscraft has a great uh, website at the Podcast Answer Man. If you want to spend the big bucks, you can spend $2,000 and take his podcasting A to Z course, which will guarantee that you will graduate that course with a functioning, really high quality podcast. Um, I definitely recommend him on every single level. Okay. Um, You know, there's a lot of great people that do individual coaching. You know, I do coaching. I currently only take three students on at a time, which I'm maxed out at through August. So, you know that's not available, but there are people that do take coaching um, that are really good in this industry. I don't even think Cliff Ravenscraft actually does one on one anymore. I don't think he allocates any time for that. But you know, one on one coaching was very valuable. Um, Jamie Tardy was my coach. She's uh, still a coach to this day, and she does great things for podcasters and just small business owners alike. So there's definitely a lot of options to do. A lot of resources out there. You know, my book is five dollars, really cheap. It really will. It really is all anybody needs to, excuse me, to start a podcast because it comes with those 15 video tutorials too. So for five bucks, you can uh, really have the, the tools in your hand to start a podcast.
0: Yeah, one thing that really helped me was uh, Pat Flynn's uh, video tutorial series.
1: Oh, that's a great, that's another great resource. You should link that up as well.
0: I'll definitely uh, do that. It's really high quality video and just kind of step by step how to, uh, how to get it done. So is this a viable side hustle? Like could somebody do this part-time and and make some money from it? Totally
1: viable (laughs) side hustle. I mean if I was doing this part-time, I would literally do two days a month. I would do six interviews, which would give me 12 interviews a month. And I would release three interviews a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And I would just dedicate, again, two Saturdays a month or – two whatever days a month it works best for you to record those six episodes and go forward with it and then build that audience and that niche that you want. Because when you're a podcaster, you're building an audience. You're building an intimate connection with your listeners. You're building authority and credibility in your niche. And then start to interact with your listeners, start to listen to them, and start to create products and services around their feedback to move forward with.
0: Awesome. Awesome stuff. John, let's uh, finish up with your number one tip for Side Hustle Nation.
1: Just start. Stop using excuses. Stop saying that you don't have the time. Everybody has the exact same time in the day. I don't care if you have six kids. I don't (laughs) care if you have three mortgages. I don't care if you have four jobs. Wake up 15 minutes earlier. Go to bed 15 minutes later. Use those 30 minutes every single day to bring you closer to knowledge-wise, to what you want to do for your side hustle in six months, you'll be ready to start that side hustle, guaranteed. I love it.
0: Thanks so much, John. (laughs) My pleasure, Nick. All right. We'll talk to you soon such an amazing success story. And I love how John laid out a clear path for podcasting as a side hustle, knocking out six episodes in a day, two days a month. Now, if you followed that guideline and got to a thousand downloads an episode, you could be looking at a sponsorship income of over $500 a month, not a bad side hustle at all. And that's on top of all the other benefits and opportunities we talked about. So check out All the links and resources mentioned during the show at SideHustleNation.com slash episode 15. So what do you think? Are you going to start a show of your own? If you do, definitely let me know. We'd love to hear about it. And I love John's advice to just start. I had in my mind, I wanted to put together a show for Side Hustle Nation, but it just wasn't getting done. So one day... I sat down, um, went to Amazon, bought the microphone, and forced myself to schedule the first three interviews, and and that's what made it real. And now we're 15 episodes deep, so it happens fast. I'm so happy I finally got over the inertia and got started. All right, that's it for me. Uh, be sure to stop by the blog and say hi. Until next time, go out there and make something happen, and I will see you next week in episode sweet 16. Thanks for listening to the Side Hustle Show at www.sidehustlenation.com.